Hey everyone, my name is Erin Hughes, and this is Episodes to a Healthy You. In this episode, we're talking about stages of change with our guests Kelly Dishon and Erica Cook. Both are certified health and wellness coaches for Ohio Health Employer Services. In this conversation, Kelly and Erica take us through the different stages of change and what challenges might arise along the way. They also share some strategies that can help us succeed in making and keeping lasting changes. As a working mom, I personally struggle with this and it was comforting to learn that I don't always have to start back at the beginning when life gets in the way. Making changes can be really hard and there's actually five stages that people go through when they're on the journey to make a lasting change. The first one is pre-contemplation and that's really when people don't intend to change soon and they're probably even unaware that they need to change or that anything they're doing can have any negative benefits to their health. So when you guys see people, when they come to you for health coaching, they've already passed this phase a lot of times. Do you ever reflect on it when you have your consultations with them? Yeah, for sure. We definitely want to know what brought them to us in the first place. So sometimes it might be, like you said, someone has given them some news. Maybe a doctor's talked to them about, you know, making a change. Maybe they've had a change in their life, you know, a new child, a new grandchild. And so we definitely want to know what brought them to that contemplation stage. What are some strategies that you can give to help people move forward in their journey when they're just in that pre-contemplation, easing into contemplation stage of getting ready to make some changes? I think, you know, this is kind of a good place to think about almost those pros or cons. What might look different if I make the change? Um, How might things look if I don't change? So really just figuring out your why, why would I want to make this change for myself, tapping into that internal motivation. Definitely finding an individual's importance, finding that why, like Erica said, it needs to be your priority in order to then move forward. Yeah, because external motivators are great. You can want to do things for your kids or for your family, and that can be really great, but I think it sticks more if you're doing it for yourself. You're, you're definitely right. It has to come from within the scenario. If it's, you know, a wife nagging a husband that he needs to, you know, change and do this, he's going to want to do it for himself, right? And find out that why for himself to, to make that lasting change. And I think this is a really good stage to start to think about self-compassion and accepting where you are. Because mm-hmm. if you feel negatively about where you are, it's going to be that much harder to get started because it may feel overwhelming if you feel like you're 10 steps behind versus realizing this is where I'm at right now. And no matter where I'm at, it's a starting point and everyone has a starting point with whatever change they're trying to make. So then if you can be self-compassionate and sometimes that may even mean lowering the bar a little bit, which there's nothing wrong with doing just to to get started and to take that first step. Yeah, I love that you said that, that self-compassion needs to be a part of this contemplation phase because you're right, everything is way more overwhelming if we are not happy with where we are. And just being able to accept that and move forward can set us up for a lot more success. I know I'm that way. If I'm trying to make a change and 
I'm changing myself because I see a lack in whatever area, it is a lot more overwhelming. And I've never thought about making self-compassion the start of it, like giving myself that grace and maybe lowering the bar if I need to and realizing that I need to take a step back and love where I'm at or at least accept where I'm at and be okay with it before I can move forward in a healthy way. It's definitely a part in the contemplation stage to look at what are you telling yourself that you should do versus the things that you want to do and the things that you want to change. There's no amount of I should X, Y, Z, or I should be doing this is going to make that change for you. You have to, like Erica said, accept where you are and accept the things that you really do want. What Kelly said in terms of accepting the things you want and realizing those may change along the way too. So giving yourself the flexibility to realize, you know, my goals may change, my interests may change, but just getting started um, can point you in the right direction. Do you find that when you are speaking with people that when they're in this contemplation phase that they need, are they stuck in the contemplation phase because maybe they're scared of making change or maybe they don't believe that making changes will actually have a positive impact? could be any number of things. Scared, realizing that, you know, the things that they want to change might feel overwhelming. So what we like to talk about in that contemplation moving into preparation is really breaking things down into smaller pieces so that it doesn't feel like, you know, making a change or starting a new habit is a mountain you have to climb. It's just a, it's a step in, in the direction that you want to go. So as they move through contemplation into preparation, and that just is what it is, where they're, they've planned to make a change, they've decided they're going to make a change, and they're going to go ahead and gather, whether it's resources or education or a health coach consultation, getting prepared is a good way, for me at least, to make that less overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. And I think this step is so important to keep it simple and just keep it small. Uh, Like you said, you know, when I think about the example of starting to exercise, that may even be calling the fitness center to find out what are your hours or, you know, what is your monthly monthly cost? It may be making sure that I have a good pair of tennis shoes to Mm -hmm. support the exercise that I'm going to be doing. So I think with that preparation stage, it can be really important to make it realistic for where you're at to get started. Yeah, that word realistic, I think really hits home because especially, you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. The things that people wanted to accomplish this year have probably drastically changed or entirely fallen off. And that's okay uh, because we are in the middle of a global pandemic. But I think recognizing that your goals for anything, whether it's starting an exercise program or starting to read more books or get more vegetables in your diet, anything like that. It needs to be realistic for you and for where you're at. 100% Erin, I think you're right. At this time in our society with the pandemic and and the stressors and the things that come along with that, but also pre-pandemic, we live in a fast-paced society that says, change now, do this, make it quick, make it fast. And it's so important to really take that time slow down and reflect 
and ask yourself, you know, those important questions, like Erica said, all those small things of how do you make that mountain just, you know, just that one step? How do you find the first thing that you need to do so that you set yourself up for success? You know, we don't want to set ourselves up for failure, right? Right. Um, We want to make sure that these first steps we're taking are taking us in that right direction. So as they move into the action stage where they've been prepared, they've done all the research, they know what they need to do, and they have the skills necessary to make the change. When you see clients, what are the obstacles they face in taking action and how do you help them get over those? Yeah, I think with this stage, it becomes kind of like an experiment, right? Because you can try to predict the barriers, but there's always going to be that, those barriers that you don't see coming. So when you have your goal, and if you don't achieve it, you know, that that doesn't bring up the best of feelings when you're in this action stage. So trying right. to help people work through, okay, you know, this is what you tried. Let's just pivot a little. Let's Let's try something else if this didn't work for you. So it's really an experimentation. And when I think back to what Kelly mentioned, you know, climbing that mountain, we're going for just long-term overall health. And that does take experimentation and it's going to pivot whether we want it to or not. Um, So being able in this action stage to start to build up that self-compassion for yourself and the ability to kind of roll with it sometimes, I think can be really important. I think you're right that the action part of it, really just maintaining that flexibility. And and I always like to say the try and see strategy, try and see if you like it. We can prepare, whether it's I'm going to eat XYZ or add this into my diet. We can, we can tell ourselves that we should just have salads or I'm going to eat kale and I'm going to whatever. And maybe you try it and you see if you like it. And if you don't, then we find we try something else, right? We, if we don't, I always like to say, I am not a runner. I tried, I tried to see if I could run. I wanted to add some activity in my life. Not a fan. So (laughs) there's nothing wrong with them saying, you know what? That's not going to be my physical activity. I'm going to find something that I enjoy so that I can stick with it long-term. The takeaways for me from what you and Erica said were flexibility and trying because I think we get so stuck in these rigid ideas of what our change needs to look like and how linear that it needs to be. And I think remembering that, trying things and seeing if they work or remaining flexible is really important and it it doesn't have to feel bad. It doesn't have to feel like a failure if our original plan doesn't work out because sometimes it's just not going to. Sometimes we're over ambitious or we don't have time or we just don't like it. Like you were saying with the running, I also don't like running. I can't even begin to tell you how much I don't like running. (laughs) Right? So why do it? Exactly. (laughs) I think it's also important in this stage and what you just touched on, Erin, of there's no end to this stage. You know, you're, you're building a habit. Life continues. And like Erica said, you can plan for barriers and challenges and things like that. And you can game plan for maybe what you might do with it. But 
life, life changes. And, and I think it's very important as you're starting something new and moving into action that you do celebrate the things that you're accomplishing and celebrate that you, that you tried something new um, and be proud of yourself again, accepting right where you are during, during your journey. For me, the example that I can think of is exercise has always been like a struggle. Usually, I have to talk myself into it. But once I get going, I really enjoy it. Well, now, as a mother of a toddler in a crazy living situation and working a full-time job now, getting 30 minutes in a row is just not happening for me. And so once I was able to realize, like, you know what? That's fine. I don't need 30 minutes in a row. I can get 15 or 10 several times a day. That works so much better for my schedule and it mm -hmm. makes me feel so much better. And like, I'm still accomplishing what I want. I'm still making those lasting changes that I want and that I need to, but it looks different than what I thought it should. Yeah. I like that you pointed that out, Erin, because, you know, when we're thinking about making healthy lifestyle change, I think sometimes if we find that it's causing us more stress, um, we might just <laughs> want to reevaluate the goal that we set. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. Just realizing that you're still accomplishing your same goal. Just the way that you're accomplishing it changed a little bit than what you initially thought. And I think that's a great example because, as Kelly mentioned, Life's going to happen, and it's funny because I feel like so much of what I've talked with people about this past year, we've talked kind of specifically about what we're all going through, but also realizing all of these skills and all of these strategies can be applied at any point in life um, because mm -hmm. we all have times that we're thrown off, that we're busy. Uh, sometimes we need them a little bit more than others, but these skills of learning to set a goal and be self-compassionate toward myself and understanding that I may have to change it up a little bit along the way, but I can still get to my goal and I can still accomplish it, I think can be really supportive when working toward our health and wellness. Do you find when you are speaking with clients about their goals that having a support system is something that, I guess, facilitates their success? Or is it really more about that internal motivation that we talked about earlier? I think it can kind of be both. I think it depends on the both. situation. Yeah, you know, for someone who maybe is trying to eat more nutritious foods, but perhaps the rest of the family is not on board, that can be challenging because now you're trying to cook two or three different meals for everyone. But at the same time, that desire, as we talked about at the beginning, that has to come from within. So, yeah, I think it can go in both directions. Yeah, definitely. I think support system, like Erica said, is, is there just a support? And it, it is important to have folks in your camp who will celebrate you and celebrate with you. And so often we'll see folks who, you know, maybe it's friends or, or spouses significant others who who do things together and then you can build one another up as you as you go through something so yeah 100 percent support system is important so as we move out of the action phase where we've 
made the changes, we're doing great, we're allowing ourselves flexibility, we move into maintenance, which is probably, in my opinion, for me personally, like one of the harder things to do because you've amped up all of this momentum and you got to keep it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, right? This is this is where you've learned certain things along the way as you put things into action, but you're right. This is this is where life happens. <laughs> we've started something or we're, we've feel good about where we are on the journey and then maybe something happens. Maybe it's a health thing, maybe it's a family thing. Things can change and flexibility is so important during that maintenance stage. Flexibility and and again, that self-compassion of of where you are and what you're facing, right? Life throws us curveballs. And so <laughs> we we might get injured, we might have stress, there might be a pandemic. Learning how to just continue to navigate those things. And maybe it is changing something. Maybe goals change. Maybe your your schedule changes of, you know, how are you going to get to those goals, especially during that maintenance time. Yeah, I love that, Kelly. And you know, even just thinking about the examples you guys gave of running, I enjoy running, but I don't enjoy running in the winter. So I'm still maintaining, but the, the activity that I'm doing is different. And I think that self-compassion piece, as you mentioned, is huge. And recognizing that you don't always have to start over, right? You're not always going back to pre-contemplation. If you stop exercising, you realize, oh, it's been a month and I haven't really been exercising and I was like three months strong. Um, that doesn't mean I have to start completely over in this process. You know, maybe I still have my tennis shoes. I've still been paying for a gym membership. I still have my dumbbells at home. Whatever it is, you may be able to jump right back into action and get started. Your goal may need to be, you know, lower. You may have to go back to that. Oh, I'm only going to use five pound dumbbells instead of 10 because I've not been exercising for a month. I love that you said that you don't have to start over. Because I think maybe sometimes when people do fall off the wagon, that's what they think. And that can be really discouraging and probably prevents them from starting back up again or prolonging before they do start back up again. Because you're right, you don't always have to start back at pre-contemplation. You can make the changes still. And it's comforting that you don't have to start back at the beginning because that can feel really overwhelming and really heavy. I think it's so important to say too, just as it made me think as you were talking of, you know, you don't have to start over. And I think it's worth saying that you also don't have to be working on everything all at once, right? Um, I think that, you know, that can get overwhelming for folks too of, you know, maybe you want to make five changes, but as, as you look at those goals, that's too much. You can be in different stages at different times for different different things. You don't have to be working on everything at all times. Um, that again is setting yourself up for you know not being successful. Yeah, and even thinking about that, whatever your goal was, whatever you were maintaining, if you had that break from whatever it was, that tells me that something else came up. So, mm -hmm. what did you learn? From that what was going on so you know oftentimes we're not doing nothing right there was some barrier there was something and I think that's a learning opportunity and a learning opportunity that 
maybe I just needed a mental break. Maybe I needed a physical break. Maybe something unexpected did come up and that has had to consume my time or consume my attention. That doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong. Um, I think being able to just kind of say, okay, what can I learn from this? And, you know, I'll be the first to admit, I'm one of those people that probably is going to make the same mistake or barrier, run into the same barrier multiple times before I realize, oh, I should do this differently. But oftentimes we feel like we take one step forward and five steps back, but you're still taking a step forward. And it may be a slow journey, but you're going to get there. Yeah, that's true. Life is long. Maybe some people think it's not, but I think life is long. I still feel pretty young and like I have a lot of years left. So the fact that maybe I fall off the bandwagon a couple times or don't meet the goal that I want in the time frame that I had originally planned is actually okay. And there is a lot of power in that. And I think that once you can realize that self-compassion and be realistic, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I would absolutely agree, and I'm a huge proponent of trying to bring self-compassion in no matter what you're doing, no matter what change you're trying to make, because again, it's like we talked about at the beginning, it has to come from inside, and sometimes that takes a little bit longer to work mm -hmm. out than maybe what you thought it would, as you really dive in and you really start to uncover your why and your motivation to change. You may learn more about yourself. So being willing and open to what you discover along the way, I think can be, it can be important and it also can be kind of exciting because um, again, you may learn things about yourself or your way of thinking that you haven't really tuned into before. Yeah, I think that makes total sense. And it's nice that as we make changes, we do get the opportunity, whether it's we chose to or not, that we do get to self-reflect and that making changes isn't always necessarily about making a change, but it's building and learning and growing. Yeah, I love the way you just said that. It really is. It's learning more about ourselves and sometimes about the people, you know, in our support system too and growing. There's so much to discover and see and do. So trying to be compassionate along the way and having fun with it. Well, thank you so much, Kelly and Erica, for joining me today. I really enjoyed this conversation about change and just growth and what that means and what that can look like. Yeah, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you, Erin. I really enjoyed this episode with Kelly and Erica and especially loved how they both speak of self-compassion as being the foundation for many successes along the path of change. It's all hard work. Life happens and things don't always go as we planned. We might have to take detours, take a break, or shift gears entirely. But all change can lead to growth if we allow ourselves the opportunity for self-compassion. If you're new to the podcast, at the end of every episode, we answer a question from one of our listeners. If you have a question that you'd like to see featured on a future episode, make sure you fill out the survey after listening. So today's question is, what is your opinion on New Year's resolutions? 
So Jack, what do you think about New Year's resolutions? I think they're great. I think it's a good opportunity to start the new year off, right? I think the biggest thing with setting a New Year's resolution is having a goal in mind when things don't go according to plan. And just keep in mind, if you're going to set a fitness goal, that changes, they're not going to take weeks or days. It's going to take months to years to really see see improvements. So stay the course and just make sure you have plans for when things don't go how you planned. Yeah, I like that. I really enjoy the concept of New Year's resolutions too. I love the idea of setting the tone for the next year and bettering ourselves. But you're right. Yeah, we do need to have some plans or at least be able to be flexible when life hits because 2020 was a year for the books and I'm sure many New Year's resolutions had to be reevaluated. But I also just want to reiterate that I know New Year's resolutions are more often than not about how we look, what we're eating, and how much we're exercising or if we're exercising. And I think it's just important that New Year's resolutions don't always have to be about what you look like and what your outward appearance is, that New Year's resolutions can be about feeding your soul and your creativity. Yeah, and then also write it down. Write down your goals. Yeah. Either that or tell a bunch of people you're going to do that particular goal that way. Something that keeps you accountable throughout the journey. Yeah, I think that's a great idea too. I actually forgot to write mine down, so I will have to write mine down for this year to make sure that I, one, remember them, and two, can keep working on them as the year goes on. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that was our listener question. Again, if you have one that you want to see featured, don't forget to fill out the survey, and maybe we'll feature it on a future episode. Until then, stay healthy.